0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth, Mother Matters, and Adoption with Kelly rourke Scary and me, Ron Raines, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad.
1: I'm not ready, you know, and it wouldn't be fair. It's selfish of me to keep a baby that I can't take care of. This is my first child. All I could think about was needing to...
2: Save my son. And maybe this will be an opportunity for you to change your life, get off the street, and turn
1: your life around and help somebody else in the process.
2: I'm Kelly Rooks Gary. I am the co founder of Building Arizona Families, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the developer of the You Before Me campaign. I have been in the adoption field for 15 years. I have um, both personal and professional experience in adoption. I was adopted myself, um, and I also have been a social worker my entire career. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. So many choices in adoption. For instance? Well, one of the most important, if not the most important, I would say would be what type of adoption you choose. So there's open, semi-open, and closed. Okay, And they're very loose words with terminology. In other words, people will assign different values to the words. What is an open? What is a semi-open? Some people will think... You know, an open is actually only letters and pictures, where open can be letters and pictures and visits. Okay. Semi open can be letters and pictures. So it just depends on how you define It's very
0: interchangeable, absolutely. except for obviously closed. Closed, right? closed Well, is even closed.
2: that's, no, not even. Really? No. Okay. So a closed adoption can still be considered a closed adoption mm-hmm. in parentheticals if you have contact up until the baby's born with the adoptive family mm-hmm. and then say goodbye at the hospital and don't continue contact. Okay. So, again, it's how you define closed. Right. Some women come into the program and they don't ever want to meet the adoptive family. They don't ever want to see the adoptive family and they want a totally closed adoption.
0: Right. And oftentimes, building Arizona families will actually pick the adoptive parents. That's happened. Oftentimes, um, the birth mother will say, I want this family. Correct. Yes.
2: It's rare to have a completely closed adoption. Okay. And it's not something that, unless there is a really good reason, I encourage birth mothers to really consider a semi-open or an open, because you can always work backwards. So if you choose to have contact Mm -hmm. and after the baby's born and placed, you decide this is too difficult. I can't, I can't do this right now. Then what happens is your pictures and letters will just stack up. And then when you're ready, you have the opportunity to have them. If you choose closed and you don't create an agreement afterwards, which is called a post adoption communication agreement, Mm -hmm. then you don't have the option of going back and getting pictures and letters. So I always tell people, keep as many doors open as you can so that you have the ability to walk through them later. Right. Because if you solely focus on what you feel in the moment, you're
0: not looking. You might have something that you'll regret later that you think, you know what? I wasn't in the spot at that time in my life to communicate with these parents. And with my child, but later on you can, yeah, Absolutely. that makes a lot of sense. So you can Very always good.
2: do less, but you can't do more right. in that sense. So that's why I think keeping as many doors open uh-huh. gives you that opportunity, even if you're not ready. And we use a program called Child Connect, which is an online Portal that the adoptive family will upload letters and pictures, mm-hmm. and the birth mother can actually use the Donna Cavins Foundation's computers or they can use their cell phone and log on and see pictures of the baby and letters, and they can communicate through the portal. Right. This service, they also uh, send them hard copies of pictures, and after the first year, they send them a book.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's really nice. Wow, that is very nice. Yes.
2: Looking at open and closed adoption, I think it really depends on what is right for the birth mother and Mm -hmm. the birth father at the time. There are reasons that women will choose closed adoption. Um, If they feel that the child may be in danger with
0: the birth father father
2: or or somebody in the family, they mm -hmm. will make sure that the adoption is closed so that they feel their child is
0: safer. So there are reasonable reasons to have a closed adoption.
2: I've also seen women choose closed adoptions in rape cases um, or situations like that Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. they really don't... um, want to move on in life with a constant reminder of what had happened okay. and yet they still made the right choice right. another situation i remember where somebody chose a close adoption was a 14 year old we had a 14 year old birth mom and she was so young right. and even and her and her mom thought it would be best to let her just go on being a child after she had the baby and so that was a choice that they made together and we honored that. But
0: so again, there's no wrong choices no. when it comes to how no. you want to conduct your adoption. No, Very
2: good. no, because some agencies feel that they will only do open adoption and mm-hmm. it is their right to make that choice. And I don't believe that it's anybody's right other than the person carrying the baby to make that choice. Right. And it's so something
0: that it's We'll discuss with Absolutely. the birth mothers. And okay, cool.
2: The other thing is, is that when a birth mother chooses an adoptive family, And she gets to meet them or talk to them on the phone or Skype. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of birth mothers say, well, maybe just letters and pictures. And then when they meet the family, they really like them. So they're like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Maybe visits wouldn't be so bad. And they grow closer and closer through the pregnancy. And sometimes the adoptive family will come out for a visit if they're out of state. Oh, wow. Or they'll attend a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. What's so cool about that is they get to be a part of the pregnancy. And the birth mom loves it because... She's not alone. Her being around the adoptive mom is a chance for her to see what this adoptive mom's going to be like with her baby. Oh. It's really neat. Another thing about open adoption that I think is really amazing is in the hospital, when an adoptive mom walks over and picks up the baby out of the isolate and holds the baby, you will often see a birth mom just looking at the adoptive mom. Sometimes adoptive moms have come to me and said, why is she looking at me? Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> and I said, No you're bringing her peace, right? Because she wants to see it's like kind of like trying on shoes. She wants to see how it fits, how it looks, how it feels. (laughs) So that's why it's so important for an adoptive mom to hold the baby in front of the birth mom, Mm -hmm. because when a birth mom is having a hard day after she places the baby for adoption and she wakes up at three in the morning and the monsters are in her head are going crazy. Mm -hmm. She can remember that image of her baby being consoled by the adoptive mom and the baby was okay. That brings so much peace. The beauty of open adoption mm. is constant reassurance that they, they, they made the right choice. They right. did the right thing. And if you have a closed adoption, you really don't get that option because you don't get that picture window. Mm-hmm. Whereas an open adoption allows the very thing. It's like a picture window. You get to see, you can have a special role in the child's life and What's so neat about society today is with technology and Southwest, um, you're able, you know, tickets aren't as expensive as they used to be, you know, even if you have an adoptive family that lives out of state. You can still arrange visits. You can still arrange to have that connection. And it's just incredible what we can do today. We couldn't do this, you know, 50 years ago.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it's like expanding the birth mother's family. She ha- now absolutely. has this new extended family, absolutely. including her child. Absolutely. It's awesome.
2: it and And that's so important that you said that because... That is often a question I get from adoptive parents Mm -hmm. is I don't, you know, are we co-parenting? And and I explain, no, not at all, but this is part of your family. You are, you are forever bonded to not just the baby, but the baby's birth mother and the birth father, if he's involved, that is a connection that you will have. When I found my, my birth mother, my adoptive mother did something really cool and we'll see if I can get through this and not tear up. She mailed her one of my baby shoes because she said, I can't give them both, but I'm going to give you one. I thought that was really generous and really sweet. Right. And that way they could each have one of my first shoes, which that I is was, touching. And yeah. you made it all the way. I did. The- I <laughs> got through it. I got through it. So, whew. um, but I thought that that was really neat. And that was obviously I had a closed adoption. My birth mother didn't get letters or pictures or anything. So what I tell our clients is if you're on the fence, about what type of adoption you want to do, whether it be open or closed or semi-open. Mm-hmm. Try to keep the doors open, but also meet the adoptive family and see how it goes. Like, you know, Skype, talk to them. Who knows? You yeah, may you like never them. know. <laughs> and, you know, when, when birth mothers are choosing the adoptive family, it's really interesting. I have had birth mothers choose, and this will be a whole nother podcast that we'll go into about choosing families and what that looks like and what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to watch because usually... A birth mother will choose a family if she has three or four profiles based on connection. There's some type of connection. Yeah. So they may be wearing, you know, a sports team T-shirt.
0: Steelers jersey or whatever. Right. Shout right. out gotcha. to Adam. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was for you, Adam.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a Saints fan.
0: So, oh, oh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> a little trouble at home, huh?
2: Oh, hey. That was a great. Last year. We won. We won. We won. Um Yeah. With regards to choosing a family, I've seen them choose a lot of times it's really interesting. I will see a birth mother choose a family that they think looks like them.
0: Oh, okay. So, so kind of a physical similarity. Yes. yes. Wow.
2: Yeah. And that's really neat, in my opinion. I have also seen them choose a family because they like their dog. Okay. You know, maybe they're a dog person and they say, right. Oh, they have a dog. Um you know, sometimes it goes outside of the appearance and it can be, you know, this adoptive mom is going to be a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to the birth mom because she didn't have a stay at home mom. So maybe that's that maybe that's why they choose right. this one. So when when they make that connection and they choose that family, then it can help with what type of contact you want after the baby's born. Mm-hmm. I always encourage contact prior because after you have the baby, even though you have an adoption plan, It is difficult to hand your child, this perfect newborn, to somebody that you don't know at all.
0: Yeah, a complete stranger for all intents and purposes, even though you know of them you've never met. You've never talked. Right. Right. And
2: so I do, I really encourage, Hey, at least get to know them a little bit, at least, you know, spend a little bit of time with them so that you will be that much more comfortable. You'll and
0: be okay with this decision. Yes,
2: absolutely. Right. And you'll find peace. I always use the phrase with my kids and, and with workers. I never like to move forward until I find peace. And then I never second guess anything, you know, when they meet the adaptive family and they can find that peace, mm-hmm. then they can move forward Very and good. they cannot worry or be concerned, or second-guess themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is something that is is important. Another question I get about open adoptions Mm -hmm. is, well, how long do I get letters and pictures and visits? Like, what does that look like? The adoption standard Mm -hmm. is letters and pictures three to four times a year for 18 years. And then if you do visits in Arizona, we only schedule visits. It's usually one to three a year for the first three years. What happens after... Three years because up until three years is how long visits are normally scheduled for because the child becomes knowledgeable and can ask questions. And at that point, at three, if visits continue, it's really between the adoptive family and the birth mom. Okay. It's really what's working. You know, is is it working? Is a child acclimating well? Is this in the best interest of the child? A lot of times what happens is, you know, you have a visit scheduled for one to three times a year for the first three years. Mm -hmm. And what we see is it's a lot more than that because the family and the birth mom have just bonded,
0: just click. And
2: it's so beautiful to see that. Like, like when I mentioned, um, that we had Santa come Mm -hmm. and Santa, um, you know, watching the birth mother and the adoptive mother and the baby and the three of them sitting on Santa's lap was just incredible, like priceless. It oftentimes forms into that. Sometimes what happens is it's too difficult on the birth mother. The adoptive family is is ready and willing, but sometimes the birth mother just needs to take a step back and right. she gets to a place in her life that she's not ready to resume the visits and she'll let you know when she is. And sometimes that's hard for adoptive families because they, they want to make sure she's okay and they want to know she's doing well. Right. And, you no know,
0: Well, some, as you had mentioned, they want to be able to tell the child as they grow up yeah. this is what your mother's doing this is where she's at this yeah is, you absolutely know, they do absolutely. want that child to know they do they do
2: and there there's a lot of um support for the adoptive family and there always has been
1: uh-huh.
2: compared to now i mean with birth mothers so birth mothers are now beginning to get support and because we hadn't had support so long, it's a new thing.
0: It's kind of feeling it out. A absolutely. Bit. Like, absolutely. Okay, this works. This right. And with the Donna works. Canvas Foundation,
2: yeah. we were one of the first um, agencies across the country to do that. And that was why two years ago, we went to the National Adoption Conference and spoke mm-hmm. about it and tried, you know, my goal is to raise the standard level of care because I think that women deserve that support. Now that that's coming into play, I think that we will see birth mothers stay around longer mm-hmm. and we will see them be more interactive in the future. But before, when they didn't have that support, it was like ripping off the band aid every time. Right. Now that's not the case because they can have that support afterwards. Uh, we do a lot of our visits at our office mm-hmm. because we have a room in our office that we've kind of developed to look like a living room. Okay. So it's not so sterile. Right. And that way it can be more like a homey environment. Very personal. And, yeah. And then mm-hmm. we have another room similar as well um, in the Donna Kevins Foundation where there's a lot of toys. So if the family has other kids, everybody's not just staring, you know, they're able to <laughs> interact with the toys. We're and, done
0: with this yet, mom. And, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. And there's, of course, a TV. Um, so
0: that and do can... they have highlights magazines? Because you got to have highlights. No, magazines. we
2: don't have highlights magazines. Well, you magazine. need to get on that. No, we don't. Um <laughs> One thing I, I do want to say, though, in terms of open and closed adoption, and the book I'm about to mention actually doesn't talk about either, but one thing for families who have either a closed adoption or an open adoption that doesn't go the way that they had wanted it to go, mm. and the birth mother's not as involved as they would want them to be. My favorite all-time children's book for adoption is titled, Tell Me Again About the Night I Was Born by Jamie Lee Curtis. Best adoption book really? for kids Ever. Yes. Okay. Best adoption book ever. And that book um I think will bring a lot of peace. Mm-hmm.
1: My is Maria. I'm 34 and I placed my son up for adoption. The reason for my placement was because I wasn't financially stable. I didn't have a home of my own. I was actually homeless, and I think that it was the best thing for my son, which turned out to be an amazing thing to do because I still see him to this day. He has an amazing family that I love so much, that loves me dearly, and I really appreciate them for all that they've done. Then I ended up getting pregnant again with my daughter. I chose a family that had biological kids of their own, um, which was my first placement. And then my second placement was my daughter, which I chose a family that couldn't have any kids. And she is actually doing pretty good herself. And I'm just happy with the decision that I made because I'm still financially not stable, but I know that my kids are fine and well taken care of. And I do get pictures and letters and uh, like every six months. I think that it would be the best thing for you guys to do if that's what you're deciding to do. And Building Arizona Families is a great company to you know, work with because they're awesome.
0: Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption, written and produced by Kelly rourke and edited by Ron Raines. We also want to thank Building Arizona Families, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the You Before Me campaign. A special thanks goes out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are a licensed, full-service, nonprofit Arizona adoption agency. We believe in adoption aftercare services and have a program on site to provide continued support through the Donna K. Evans Foundation. You can contact us 24 hours a day at 623 695 4112 or our toll free number 1 800 340 9665. Check out our blogs and website at www.azpregnancyhelp.com. Make sure to join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke, Scary, I'm Ron Raines. We'll see you then.